It's radio theater for your soul. It's radio theater for your soul. With storytellers gather around the mic. Come on, let's go. Live readings, traditional, contemporary, original, scripted plays, film, and poetry. With storytellers gather around the mic to be with your host, Miss Shanice C.L. Coleman, a.k.a. Courageous Love, always just a cut above. Yeah. Soul audience, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to season seven of my radio show. My name is Shani C.L. Coleman, also known as Courageous Love, and I am your host who will be gathering with the storytellers around the mic weekly. Storytelling is a gift. It is meant to be shared, and our mission is to continue to provide a global stage for storytellers of all genres of storytelling. Even from the subways of New York City, you're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul. So, does anyone want to know what Radio Theater for Your Soul is really all about? Yes! What is Radio Theater Soul? You want to know what it's about? Oh, yes. Tell me! Well, I'll tell you. In a nutshell, it is all about storytelling and storytellers featuring voices, unique voices, the written and or unwritten words during this broadcast, podcast, episode, show, whatever you prefer to call it. I call it internet radio, our global stage, as mentioned earlier, our gathering place around the mic that virtually replaces the baobab tree, where all kind of stories continue to be shared. So please stay tuned. You're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul, where storytellers gather around the mic. Gathering around the mic to share their voice is another great featured storyteller with another great story. Enjoy! Greetings, beloved people of God. My name is Ambassador Dr. Cassandra E. Buchanan, founder and visionary of Women of His Promise International Ministries. I am a daughter of the Most High God, 
a spiritual midwife called to the nations, guided by Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, that has been commissioned to sound the alarm, to teach the excellencies of God's laws, and admonish the people of God to pray, fast, search out, and study the statutes, laws, and commandments according to Psalms 119 and Deuteronomy 6. For additional information, I can be contacted via email at womenofhispromise at gmail.com or you can call toll-free at 888-884-8671 or you can reach us at our website at www.womenofhispromise.com at webs.com People of God, I am so excited for this day. I am elated and so grateful and so honored to be able to take this journey. Take this journey as your storyteller and teacher as I expound upon the biblical exergesis of commemorating the true origin of Passover. I know, I know it's that time of year and I'm sure that most of you would agree. You would agree with me that we were raised to celebrate Easter and attend sunrise service early, early Sunday morning. You might have already purchased your Easter dress. You might have even purchased your Sunday suit or even bought that Easter basket, or maybe even dyed eggs with your children. Believe me when I tell you, I have been there and done that until one day, until one day, God awakened me to realize that none of these things can save my soul. It was during my many years of meditating and studying of the Holy Scriptures and being challenged to take the voyage through history that it was revealed to me that God is not just calling me, but he's calling us as a people to place emphasis on his word, line upon line, precept upon precept, and not on the traditions that have been created and established by man. So why then is Easter called Easter? When according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, it is derived from Estor or Ishtar, which is spelled I-S-H-T-A-R. The Anglo-Saxon goddess of spring and fertility. And according to Bible study stools, Tools.com. In ancient Babylon, around the spring solstice, people celebrated the resurrection of their god Tammuz, spelled T-A-M-M-U-Z, who was brought back from the ancient underworld by his mother slash wife, Ishtar, which is pronounced Easter in most Semitic dialects. It was flowers and flowers painted eggs and rabbits 
that were the symbols of that holiday then as well as it is today. In the Bible, Ishtar is also called by the name of Astroth, the supreme goddess of Canaan and the female counterpart of the gods called Baal or Bel. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 33, because that they have forsaken me, and this is God speaking, and have worshipped Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Zendonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways, to do that which is right in mine eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgments, as David his father, and see, people of God, what we have to understand is that as the the times and seasons have changed, they've changed names of different things. They have. And it's so interesting because the immoral rites with which the worship of Ishtar in Babylonia was accompanied were also transferred to Canaan and formed part of the idolatrous practices which the Hebrew Israelites were called upon to even eradicate. So what does the goddess of fertility have to do with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And how could there be any correlation between Easter and Passover? All throughout scripture, God's people have been continuously told not to follow any pagan practices. In Leviticus chapter 18, verse 1 through 5, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. After the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, shall ye not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, shall ye not do. Neither shall you walk in their ordinances. Ye shall do my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. And verse 5 says, Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. Do you mind if I go a little bit deeper? Well, on March 7, 3... 21 AD, the Roman Emperor Pope Constantine issued a civil decree changing the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday, and then hailed it in heathen terminology as the venerable day of the sun and the universal day of rest. Did not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob ever give authority to change the day of rest? When he instituted it in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 through 3, as Saturday, did he give permission to change it? I think not. Then we have the Council of Nicaea, who was despised. Who was despised? And what did they despise? They despised the Passover. And in 325 AD, they established that Easter would be held on the first Sunday after the first moon occurring on or after the vernal equinox. What was the Council of Nicaea? Well, 
325 AD, again, the Roman Emperor Pope Constantine invited every single bishop in the church to gather in Nicaea and formally establish the Christian doctrine. The goal was to unite the increasingly divided church with a set of beliefs its leaders agreed on and would hold each other accountable to. It's interesting because in the book of Daniel chapter 7 verse 25, he warns us of what will happen in times to come. And this is what it says. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand unto a time and times and the dividing of time. Beloved, we are living in the last days. So consider this, as I admonish you with much prayer and fasting to search out the true origin of traditional religious practices that have been passed down from generation to generation. And with that in mind, why should we then acknowledge Passover? Well, we should acknowledge it because Passover commemorates the biblical story of Exodus, where the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob freed the Hebrew Israelites from slavery in Egypt. And God reiterates this in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, where he says, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So the biblical meaning of Egypt actually means bondage, which is the same thing as slavery. And with that in mind, to commemorate means to do something special in order to remember and honor an important event or person from the past. So you know what I want you to do? Make sure you've got your Bible a notebook and pen on hand and give me a listening ear because God ordained the Passover to be kept annually on a specific day according to Exodus chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Verse 3 says, Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. Verse 4 says, And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls, which is the number of the people. Every man according to his eating shall make you count for the lamb. Verse 5 says, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Verse 6 says, and ye shall keep it, you shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Verse 7 says, and they shall take of the blood, 
and strike it on the side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it. Verse 8 says, And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Verse 9 says, Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. Verse 10 says, And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remaining remaineth of it until the morning, ye shall burn it with fire. Verse 11 says, And thus shall ye eat it, with your loins girded, that means they were dressed, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Verse 12 says, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I said the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Verse 14 says, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. Verse 15 says, Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread, even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your houses. For whosoever eateth leavened bread from the first day until the seventh, that shall, soul shall be cut off from Israel. Verse 16 says, And in the first day there shall be an holy convocation. And in the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No manner of work shall be done in them save that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. Verse 17 says, And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. And that means you're going to have a celebration. For in the selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. Verse 18 says, In the first month, On the first day of the month at even, ye shall eat unleavened bread until one and twentieth day of the month at even. Verse 19 says, Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses. For whosoever eateth that which is leavened, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leavened in all your habitations. Shall ye eat unleavened bread? Verse 21 says, Then Moses called for all of the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. 
And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop, and dip it in blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until morning. Verse 23 says, For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. Verse 25 says, And it shall come to pass when you become to the land which the Lord will give you according as he has promised that ye shall keep this service. Verse 26 says, And it shall come to pass when your children shall, sh shall say unto you, What mean ye by this service? That ye shall say, verse 27, It is the service of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel and Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses and the people bowed the head and worshiped. Verse 28, And the children of Israel went away and did as commanded, as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. And it came to pass that at midnight, the Lord smote all firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of cattle. Verse 30 says, And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Verse 31 says, And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as ye have said. In conclusion, let us remember the significance of Passover and begin to incorporate it into our lives as a memorial unto God for what he has done for our people and no longer practice religious traditions that were instituted by man that has caused us to worship other gods. According to Deuteronomy 6 and 5, it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. We have also received a set of instructions as is found in Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 through 17, which is actually called the royal law. And we're supposed to abide by it. So if we, if we say that we love the Lord thy God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our strength, we will do these things. And God spake on all these words saying, verse 1, verse 2 says, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Verse 3 says, 
thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day, is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For six days, verse 11, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day, Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Verse 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Verse 13 says, Thou shalt not kill. Verse 14 says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Verse 15 says, Thou shalt not steal. Verse 16 says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. And verse 17 says, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is in thy neighbor's house. Wow. And to think, if we say that we love him with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we won't do these things. For actually, sin is the transgression against the law. (laughs) Isn't that something? And I'm sure that this question may have surfaced in your spirit after hearing these things. Like, how should I acknowledge the true origin of Passover? My answer to you, beloved, is according to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but not much more, now much more in my presence, work out your own soul salvation with fear and trembling. Psalms 119 and verse 15 through 16 says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. And verse 16 says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. This will in turn bring us closer to God who created us in his image. 
And the thing is, is we, if we delight ourselves in the Lord, according to Psalms 37 and 4, then he will give us the desires of our heart. We may not be doing any sacrifices with animals in these days, but we can absolutely acknowledge the thing that God has done for us. And we can build up a memorial for him in regards to that with prayer, with celebration, with commemoration. Jesus, this is what we can do. And before I close in prayer, I'd like to thank Shawnee C.L. Coleman for the platform of Radio Theater for Your Soul, where storytellers gather around the mic. So I'd ask you all to bow your head in prayer as we come to his throne of grace. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to your throne of grace humbly but boldly magnifying and glorifying your name, thanking you for this day that you've given unto us to be able to study and meditate on your word and to learn things that we've not known before and take to heart the things that you've spoken in and through your word. I ask you, Father, that every man, woman, and child, every household that is under the sound of my voice, Father, that you would touch them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, O God. And I ask you, Father, O God, that you would fill them up. Allow their cups to overflow with your presence. Give us all continually the desire to pant after you like the deer that pants after the water. Give us a desire to meditate on your word day and night. Give us a desire to seek your face while it may be found. Give us a desire, O oh God, to turn away from the things of this world, Father, and begin to search your scriptures for the truth. Give us, Father, O oh God, to be able to lay before you, lay prostrate before you and cry unto you. Because we stretch our hands unto you, O God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there is no other help that we know. There's so many things going on in this world. And so many people are lost. And Father, if there are those that have never heard you, never received you, Father God, I ask you, Father, oh God, that you would touch them in their soul right now to accept and receive the truth of your word. I thank you, Father, for the sweet presence of your Holy Spirit that's filling us up right now. That a special touch would come. As you create in us a clean heart and renew within us a right spirit. We bow down before you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. We thank you, Father, for being our shield and our buckler. We thank you, Father God, for surrounding us with a wall of fire that no weapon formed against us shall prosper and every railing tongue that's rised up against us in judgment, Father, you have already condemned it. Father, in these last and evil days, Position us that we can be in the ark of safety. 
and will not listen to the voice of man, but we will hearken unto the voice of the Almighty God. Speak to the hearts and minds of your people. Speak to them in their dreams. Order their steps in your word. And Father, I ask you, according to Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 27, that the Lord would bless thee and keep thee. The Lord would make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. That the Lord would lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And that they shall put your name upon your children and that you would bless them. And Father, that the families will begin to come together now on one accord in love and bring your scriptures, your holy scriptures and partake of the goodness of that bounty. Father, I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And I thank you, Father, for what you've done, for what you're doing, for what you're about to do. I ask you to meet every need according to your riches and glory. For I understand and know that you own cattle on a thousand hills. Touch the hearts of your children as we choose to surrender to you. And we choose to lay down our intellect and humble ourselves before you to receive your promises. I ask all these things in your name. For it is not by power, nor is it by might, but it's by thy Holy Spirit that we believe that we receive, that we understand and know that is established, settled, and sealed from your throne room, Father God. And we ask these things in the name that is above all names, and that's Christ our Lord. And they all said, Amen, and thank God. God bless you, and Shalom. You're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul with your host, Shanice C.L. Coleman. Thank you to featured storyteller, ambassador, Dr. Cassandra E. Buchanan, also known as Dr. C. E. Buchanan, appointed, anointed, and ordained. She is the founder and visionary of Women of His Promise International Ministries, and her story, ah, her story is rightly titled, Commemorating the True Passover. If you'd like to contact her directly, she can be reached via email at womenofhispromise at gmail.com via her website, womenofhispromise.webs.com and or via phone at 
888-884-8671. So, if you missed any part of the Passover story as shared by Dr. C.E. Buchanan, please go back and listen anytime, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen on our website at radiogathering.wixsite.com slash radiogathering. And please follow us at Radio Gathering on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listeners, we are in Season 7 here at Radio Theater for Your Soul, and the focus is solely on the stories being told during this spring series. We're trying something different. So there will be no interview segment with the storytellers as in previous episodes. However, the interviews may return in the future. In the meantime, I encourage you to connect with the featured storyteller via their requested form of contact or via Radio Theater for Your Soul. And finally, I sign off weekly with a poem or what I call a poetic offering. To start or not to start, studying for understanding. To go or not to go, to the public house of reverence. To do or not to do, the right thing. To give or not to give, to the impoverished. To call it what it is, or not. To ignore what it is, oh stop playing. To believe or not to believe in a supreme being. To sleep or not to sleep for rest and rejuvenation. To eat or not to eat, fast and pray. To tell it or not to tell it requires wisdom and discernment. To accept or not accept, well, either way, destiny. Destiny is sure. That poetic offering is titled 95% Woke, written by yours truly. This is Radio Theater for Your Soul, where storytellers gather around the mic. I am your host, Shani C.L. Coleman, also known as Courageous Love. A big thank you to God to family, friends, ancestors, and you, the listening audience. Much appreciated. It's Radio Theater for your soul. It's Radio Theater for your soul. With storytellers gather around the mic. Come on, let's go. Live readings, traditional, contemporary, original, scripted plays, film, and poetry. With storytellers gather around the mic to be with your host. Miss Shanice C.L. Coleman, a.k.a. Courageous Love, always just a cut above, yeah. Radio Theater for your soul, it's Radio Theater for your soul, Radio Theater for your soul, yeah. Where storytellers gather around the night, storytellers, where storytellers gather around the night.